Hey there, welcome back to the Path Design Podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for tuning back in. You can find us here on YouTube, of course, and over at pathdesign.com, where all the archives of the audio from all these episodes for years now are housed. So thank you so much for tuning in today. We are talking about what? Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets, the sound of a set-apart people. And so what we did a little bit in part one is just talk about the, the importance of understanding our identity that causes us to be a peculiar people, a marked people. We read just briefly about how, how the blast of the shofar on Yahweh's holy convocations, his feasts, his new moons are what? They separate us out, they mark us as being his people. It is a sign and a reminder between us and the creator that guess what? I'm telling you by what I'm doing, I am yours. I am your set apart human being for your purposes. I live according to your ways and not my own. So we talked about that. I don't want to rehash everything because this is probably going to be three parts. And so we, we ended that I believe that we can't look forward properly until we look back. That we have to look back at, at this entire word of Elohim, the whole thing. As we always say, don't hand me a history book and tell me to start on chapter 25. No, you start at the beginning to find out what in the world's going on and why. <laughs> we have to do that and we have to give that as much if not more attention than the rest because that is the entire foundation of everything Yeshua, the disciples and everybody on talked about half of it was quoting what preceded in the Torah and the prophets. And if we don't know that, we're going to be ignorant and confused, and we're actually going to think that they are saying the Torah is wrong and bad and not for us. We have to be full. We have to take time now. I mean hours and hours and hours of dedicated time to pray and to cry out for understanding and to then sit down, Bibles open, commentaries open, hearts and minds open to say, Father, teach me your ways. Please teach me your ways. They are good. They are right. And they are what? They are for me. They are for me. So the feasts are holy convocations. We talked about this a little bit in part one. Um, go back and watch the Moedim series if you have not, because if we do not understand that at the very beginning of creation, that the sun, moon, and stars, the, the greater light and the lesser light specifically were set in place for the Moed, for seasons, which is properly translated feasts, it is properly, and please, if you've not heard this before, the, the sun and the moon were put in place to mark Yahweh's holy feasts, his convocations, his Moedim. They are not there just for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No, they are there to mark his holy days. And again, Israel's not on the scene yet. This is a creation fact, okay? So they are what? They are rehearsals, these Moedim, the feasts. They're rehearsals. And rehearsals of what was in order to prepare for what is to come. We here today in this age, we are remembering what was and we are doing them to the best of our ability, as we always talk about. The biggest thing about all the feasts is remember, remember, set apart, and, 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 and memorialize, observe is the main thing. 
Yahweh's holy days because we have to know what was to have any inkling and idea of what was of what rather is to come. Okay, so have you ever been a part of a wedding ceremony? Most of us probably have. Have you been a part of a wedding ceremony any time in your life? Either you've been in one, or you've attended one, or or you you know you were the couple being married. You likely understand the simple understanding of a wedding rehearsal. Now, let's talk about that for just a minute. Why did you do that? Why did my wife and I do a rehearsal for our wedding? <sighs> simple answer. <laughs> In order to be prepared properly for the real thing, okay? I know how this goes would be an arrogant thing to say. Oh, I've seen a wedding before. I know how this goes. Well, friend, you, you might look like a fool standing up in front of people because you're not prepared. You're not rightly readied for the actual event. It would be very arrogant to say, I, I know how a wedding goes. I don't need to recite this or stand here or walk this certain way. I already know. And friend, sadly, that's a lot of what I did for my whole life and so many of my brothers and sisters in Messiah are doing now. That's not for me. I know how this goes. I'll be at the wedding and I'll just know how to how it goes. It's not it's not very good thinking. It's it's very arrogant, I would say. The same applies here. We're commanded to remember Yahweh's feast and why? <laughs> to be on his calendar, his timeline the best that we can as flawed as we are, so that we are ready when his shofar blasts. Okay? Matthew 24 verse 30. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the land will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he will send out his angels with a great shofar. They will gather his chosen from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. There will be a great shofar blast that will gather Yahweh's set-apart holy people, friend. And if you've never rehearsed that, if you don't know what that sound's going to be, if, you don't, if you're not watching and practicing and rehearsing, looking to the heavens, there is the moon's appearance. I have been practicing this in anticipation for my Messiah's return. Friend, it would be very risky at best to not have any idea how that's going to go. So please soberly consider this. Those outside of the camp of Yahweh's people paid no mind to the blast of the shofar to assemble, okay? Now, it's not that they didn't notice it or that they didn't know it was there, but it had no personal relevance to them individually. Scripturally speaking, those outside of Yahweh's people, they were not called to assemble by the shofar blast. You didn't have, you didn't have others in other nations coming into Israel to celebrate the holy convocations. Why? It wasn't for them. They were not Yahweh's people governed by Yahweh himself. They lived according to their own ways, which is the original Gentile way. They went the ways of the nations. They did their own thing. They had their own calendars. They worshiped in their own way, however they deemed right, and therefore the shofar blast was not for them. It was not a call for them to come in. This is very important for us to know. But 
The shofar blast was for the called out assembly. They knew. They were watching. They were waiting. They were listening <coughs> intently for the sound of the shofar blast. So again, Yom Teruah, Feast of Trumpets, the sound of a set apart people. This is why the feasts like Yom Teruah, Trumpets, is so incredible. It marks us, friend. <laughs> it makes me different. It makes me, it makes me odd. I find such identity in this mystery that Yahweh has revealed to me and my family over the last four years. I don't claim to understand that much of it, but what I understand changed is changing and will continue to change my life and prepare me for what is before. It's incredible. <laughs> it postures us to literally be found watching and waiting for what is to come. Literally, literal watching and waiting. <laughs> Many great people that I love, many people that love the Lord and love the Bible and love to study, incredible people. They're either simply ignorant of or are opposed in, in varying degrees. Some are very opposed, like, whoa, you can't even, I don't even go there. And others just, I just don't get it. I don't think that's for me. But whatever the case is, the doctrine that we've all been handed that's void of feasts and Sabbath is often too familiar for most, for most people to just let go. I won't say most, but for many. I get it. I understand. We have to be willing to say, I, I've been wrong with this. <laughs> or even just start with, maybe I've missed something which to me is so freeing, but so many people find so hard to do. I know God, man. I know him. Are you telling me I don't know him? Friend, all I'm saying is there's more to him than we know. I don't know why that's so offensive to people. I tell people all the time, we talked about that in the Salvation Series, and then even in the last two episodes as well, like the more I study the word of Elohim, the more I look at my life and I say, Father, do I even know you? Do I even know you at all? I don't know your ways, Yahweh, please forgive me. I don't know your ways. Yeshua, I'm not walking like you walked. I'm ignorant. <laughs> I've been deceived. And, and the rest of my life is, is unearthing this deception that yet remains in me. Darkness, wickedness. You realize that's what wickedness is, is unrighteousness. And what's unrighteousness? Opposing what is righteous. Well, what is righteous? My father's ways. <laughs> And to get back to part one, that's what, Yesh what Yeshua perfectly accomplished. Well, he was without sin. As we said in part one, well, what was sin? Sin was disobedience to Yahweh's Torah. <laughs> well, what defines sin today? Uh, so anyway, how about that football game? I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this is where I get with so many people, but I'm not trying to make it lighthearted. I'm just saying there's this cyclical pattern of things that just don't make sense in what we've been inherited. And what I want to present today is something that is beautiful, that is a gift that Yahweh has extended to people like me, a Gentile, uh, uh, idolatrous one, idolatrous to no end. And I didn't even know it. <laughs> trying to worship Jesus and like 
be like Jesus in the best way I knew how and in his mercy and his compassion he he of course has made that a, a major component of my journey to get to where I am but now I feel like I'm discovering who I am as a capital P people <coughs> and of course that is uh, of, of utmost connection to this reality of things like Yom Teruah trumpets because I'm finding that a set-apart people make a sound. They make a declaration and they tell all the ways of the nations, this is our Elohim. And we're just not like you. Not in a, we're not like you, <laughs> praise God. But like, friends, we're just different. And if, if, if Father leads people to us, which he thankfully does, is like to look into our lives and appear into our lives, Say, you know, there's just something curious about that. It's just different. It's just different. That's not our idea. It's not anything we've come up with. We're just trying to do the whole word of Elohim. It really is that simple. I just want to live according to the entire word of my father. <laughs> that is all it is. You say Torah around many people. Oh, you sound like a Judaizer. What? What? The, the first books of the Bible? I mean, you know what I'm saying? So here we are now to bring this to conclusion. My submission to you for, for this specifically is to consider this. According to the entire Bible that we just referenced, from Genesis to Revelation now, not picking and choosing and going to a verse in Hebrews, oh, that says that, no, that's gone. Not doing that anymore. <laughs> this is how Yahweh's people were set apart. Feast and Sabbath. Yom Teruah the blasting of the shofar. Again, the nations weren't doing that. Were the Egyptians doing Passover at its origination? Were they going into their homes and listening to the command, to the command of Yahweh Elohim? No, of course not. Why? Not their Elohim. We don't serve him. He's not our God. Do you understand how the Bible just speaks for itself? Passover, we could do this exact same thing with Passover. Set-apart people do set-apart holy things. And just like Passover, which is beautiful, just like Yom Teruah, which is beautiful, it's a deliverance. It is a deliverance of Yahweh's people. Why? Because Yahweh's people are doing what Yahweh commands, and thereby they are postured in positions to be a people who are set free and delivered. Into what? A beautiful land, an inheritance, a covenantal inheritance from the covenantal father for his covenantal people. Friends, that is what this is all about. I always say as of late, there are two types, two camps of humanity. You are in covenant or you are outside of covenant. Simplified, not are you saved? Well, what's that mean? And are you not saved? Are you lost? Do you love the Lord or not love the Lord? You are in covenant and thereby you are a law keeper or you are outside of covenant and you are what, what a lot of the prophecies say of the prophesied age that again I'm saying is here. You are <laughs> lawless. You are a lawless one, which is the antichrist in the end of the age. And friend, that's why I tell people is like, and I got this from another guy I used to listen to is like, if the law breakers, if the lawless ones are the ones who get my father's judgment in the end, then I guess I'm okay with you calling me a law keeper. Because out of those two, 
Lawkeeper, please. <laughs> and some of this is found within what? The outplay of remembering Yahweh's holy convocations, his rehearsals, like Yom Teruah. It's beautiful, man, I can't tell you how awesome it is. I wish you could just sit out here in the yard with me and we can talk about it till the sun sets tonight. We see the Moedim appear at creation, seasons as we've already referenced. We of course see them with the Israelites. We see them in Yeshua's day. We see them in the disciples. We see them in the future millennial kingdom. This, these festivals like Yom Teruah, they're one of the primary ways that we walk like our Messiah because it is consistent. It is an ongoing cycle that is always pointing me to my father's wonderful ways. This is how we are a light in a dark world. This is how we are marked. Remember, remember when we started this uh, Numbers chapter 10? Feasts and new moons blowing the shofar. This will be a reminder for you before Yahweh, your Elohim. Okay, like in his presence, like the this, this, this that I'm presenting, I'm standing before my Elohim and I'm reminding him, I'm, I'm yours. I'm yours, Father. I'm your possession. Because of the blood of your son and his perfection. So in absolute conclusion, Yom Teruah, Feast of Trumpets, the sound of a set-apart people. I just want to submit that you consider that this is an ongoing call of repentance. As much as it was thousands of years ago, it is intended to be today. It is a returning, <laughs> a call to wake up from our slumber and hear Yahweh's voice. And friend, be careful that you're not, I already hear Yahweh's voice. When I talk to people, it just, it incites this strange response. I don't really understand. May we be a humble people who realize no matter what we've attained, no matter what we understand, no matter what we have experienced, friend, we are all lacking. We are all so deficient and can add so much more to our lives in order to please our Father. So friend, are you listening according to this way? Not just, yeah, I'm listening. I prayed today. I commune with the Father today. Yes and amen. Yes. But are you considering Yahweh's ancient ways for his set-apart people? Are you listening in this manner to the blast of the shofar? I hope so. And I hope you'll also consider looking into, maybe looking into yet again, how the word of Elohim tells us how to watch, how to prepare, and how to rehearse. And Yahweh's beautiful, appointed times like Yom Teruah, Feast of Trumpets. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 Yeshua himself will come down from heaven with the signal of a shout of the archangel. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 Yeshua himself will come down from heaven with the signal of a shout of the archangel and a blast of Yahweh's shofar. Friend, this day is yet before us and we have the opportunity right here, right now, 
to rehearse for something that is an absolute guarantee that is in our future. So praise be to Yahweh for his feasts. Yom Teruah, the sound of a set-apart people. Friend, I hope you'll consider what I presented according to the word of Elohim the best way I know how. The invitation to remember his ancient ways that are wonderful and beautiful. This has been the Path to Zion podcast where what we're doing here is we're rediscovering the ancient way. So thank you for joining us today. Always go to pathdesign.com. Reach out to us, pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. We love your emails and conversing with you back and forth no matter where you are. Again, we'll let you come here. Let's hang out right here by this campfire. We'll try to come to where you are. Just let us know. We thank you so much for watching. Amen.